us in the book of Psalm 109 verse 105 it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path in other words my life is constantly under protection it means that Every step I will take is guided by the word of God. So there is a hundred percent guarantee for my protection because of your word. This morning I pray that even as we get into the word, may light be all around you. May light lead you and take you to where you are. I want you to write this statement down. Ignorance separates you from the life of God. But knowledge connects you with the life of God. And keeps you in the flow of the life that the new man is supposed to enjoy. Let me take it again. Ignorance separates you from the life of God. But knowledge connects you with the life of God. And keeps you in the flow. So you can enjoy what the new man is supposed to enjoy. Last week, we looked at two people and how they responded to the challenges that came to them. We looked at the life of Elijah and that of Nehemiah and how each one responded. Then we realize that 
the response of Nehemiah was different from that of Elijah. He responded to the letter that was sent to him by Sambalat. And on top of it, he prayed that their hands will be strengthened. In other words, all that he was saying was simple that we are not going to stop building. We are going to continue with our building. What I'm saying is that things will come our way that we will respond to it. But that is not the end of the story. When he responded, that was not the end of the story. In fact, they had to strategically position themselves so that they can continue with the building. So when we respond, after we have responded, we have to position ourselves to receive that which we have prayed for. So this morning I'm talking about positioning. When you read Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 17, it says that who were building the wall, those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon with the other hand. What they were saying was simple that we are not going to stop building and concentrate on defending ourselves. We are not going to defend ourselves and stop the building. What we are going to do is that we are going to defend ourselves and at the same time continue with the building. That must be your response. That I will not stop and concentrate on the enemy. I will not stop and concentrate on what he is doing. In fact, I will defend myself and continue building my, my, my vision and continue building my dream. That is how the believer has to handle it. Nehemiah said, no, they are coming, but that will not prevent us. Yes, they are writing letters, but that will not prevent us. We will respond and we will continue with our building. I see you responding and continue with your life. Your life must not come to a standstill just because there's a small enemy, some small demon somewhere. You are going to deal with that and you are going to continue with your life. That should be our position. Now, how do we then position ourselves? Three things, and we're going to deal with the first one. Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 8 down. From the New King James Version. It says, but now you yourself, you are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge 
according to the image of him who created him. You see some key words here. Put off. Put on. The new man. The old man. You see here also. Renewed in knowledge. So let's, 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 let's draw it down. Two words. It says what? Put off. What are we supposed to put off? The old man. Why? Because the old man died when you became born again. So you don't have anything to do with the old man and his deeds. That is where it says that you yourself put away, put off the old man. Why? Because now the new man has come. Watch this. Put on the new man. The only way you can put off the old man is by putting on the new man. If you do not do that, a vacuum will be created. And when we read the Bible, Jesus spoke about a similar thing. When he said, it is like an evil spirit departing from a man. That spirit goes about seeking for another house to occupy so that it can or he can perform what he wants to do. He goes around looking for someone to occupy. If he does not find any, he comes back to his old house. And if he found out that that place is empty, he will say that, hold on. He will go and bring more, how many more? seven more wicked spirit to come and occupy. Why? Because the place is empty. So the only way you can put off the old man is by putting on the new man. How do you do that? Watch this. It says by the renewing of your mind in the knowledge of him who created him. So how do you put on the new man? You put on the new man by the renewal of your mind in the knowledge of him. So you don't just put on the new man. You do that by a process of renewing your mind. Why the mind? Because the mind is the battlefield. Hello? Battles are won in the mind. Victories are enjoyed in the mind. Defeats start in the mind. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 tells us, it says that for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. So what you think is who you are. It is in the mind. Your mind is the battlefield. That is why it says you have to renew your mind in the knowledge of him. Let's look at the, the mind. The battle of the mind is a vigorous one. It is very intensive. It is unrelenting. See, the enemy, the, the enemy we are dealing with does not play it fair. 
He knows that your greatest asset is your mind. So he comes attacking your mind. If he gets your mind, he will get you. The world puts suggestions in our minds that to a large extent are false. We are bombarded with all manner of false ideas throughout the day. Satan, our enemy, also puts suggestions in our mind because he knows that your greatest asset is your mind. As we are all aware, the mind is not the same as your brain. The brain is a physical object. For your brain, you can touch it. You can photograph your brain. Operations can be performed on your brain. But the mind is not physical. The mind is not physical. That is, even, that is what makes it even more serious. Because it is not physical. You cannot see it. It is somewhere. And that is where the enemy attacks the most. Because your mind is not physical. Your brain is physical. If your mind were to be physical, you can handle your mind. If something is wrong with your mind, you can carry your mind and go and see somebody who specializes in mind. But it is not like that. There is nothing in your body that you can identify that this is my mind. Have you ever done that? Or have you identified your mind in your body? There is nothing in your body that you can pinpoint that this is my mind. That, I believe, is what makes it more serious. Because you can see your hand. If you have issues with your hand, you can carry this hand to the doctor. If you have issues with your head, you can carry it to the doctor. But with your mind, you don't see it. You can't see it. You go and sit before the doctor. You say, doctor, there is something wrong with my mind. The doctor says, where is your mind? I don't know. He says, no, I mean, it doesn't work like that. So the enemy knows that. So he attacks our mind. There is something also about the mind. It is formless and functions to perceive and understand objects. Because the mind is formless and non-physical by nature, it is not obstructed by physical objects. That is an advantage that we have. So it is not physical. So nothing physical can obstruct your mind. You can tell your body, today the body is tired, I will not go out. But you cannot stop the mind that today I think you are tired so you cannot go out. You can't see it. So that is an advantage that we have to take hold of. Nothing physical can distract your mind. So in other words, the mind is limitless. And the enemy knows that. So he attacks the mind. 
That is why your mind is the battlefield. The mind is a set of faculties including consciousness, perception, thinking, judgment, and memory. And look at this. It holds the power of imagination, recognition, and appreciation. It is responsible for the processing of your feelings and emotions resulting in attitudes and actions. The enemy knows that. That is why he attacks your mind. Because he knows that your mind holds everything about you. Your emotions are all bottled up in your mind. Your actions are bottled up in your mind. So if he gets your mind, he can influence your feelings. He can influence your actions. So he will attack your mind. Oh, he attacked the mind of Eve. He told Eve, have you been told? It was a thought that he planted in the mind of Eve. And at the end of the day, he got her. Why? Because she took time to think about what the enemy has planted in her mind. So the enemy got her. Why? Because the enemy understood that if I get her mind, I will get and influence her feeling, her attitude, everything about her. The enemy got hold of Elijah when he presented him thoughts written by somebody that he did not even see. It was just a mere sake. But it influenced his decision, everything. And at the end of the day, his action was very simple to run from what has been written. It was in the mind. The enemy came attacking the mind of Job. When he used his friends and other people to speak to him. Why don't you deny your God? Why don't you curse your God? Why don't you do this and that? But Job stood still and he said, I know my redeemer lives. How was he able to handle that? He was able to handle that because of the knowledge he has concerning the God he served. When he came attacking Jesus, he, 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 he began by playing on the imagination of Jesus. He presented pictures to him. He showed him things. He showed him kingdoms. If you do this, this is how I will become. This is what I intend for you. And what was the response of Jesus? Jesus was able to handle him. See, the enemy will come and play on your mind. He will come with all kinds of imaginations. He will come with all kinds of things. He will come and plant all manner of things in your mind. Just because he knows that when he gets your mind, he can influence your feelings. He can influence everything that you are doing. Some of us are doing things that we know that this one, it is the influence of the enemy. 
So the only way you and I can influence the mind is by educating the mind. Is by feeding the mind with the relevant information that will produce the needed knowledge that at the end of the day will influence your action, your attitude, your behavior, everything about you. That is why when you read the book of 2 Corinthians, we are charged as believers. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, we, who are we? You and I. We demolish arguments. Where is argument? Arguments start from where? The mind. We demolish arguments and every pretension that seeks itself against what? Against what? The knowledge of God. So he says that we, we have the power or what we have to do is to demolish every argument, every pretension that seeks to set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we do what? Take captive every thought, the thoughts are in our minds, and we make it obedient to who? To Christ. So our duty as believers is to arrest every argument. Is to take hold of every thought that has set itself against the knowledge of God. We bring it into obedience in Christ Jesus. Hello. The difference between Elijah and Nehemiah was very simple. Nehemiah had dealt with the enemy four times. So as at the time they brought this letter, that was the fifth time. He had dealt with them, the first, the second, the third. So he had acquired enough knowledge about the enemy. That is why when the letter came, he told them, I know that this one, it is not me, this one, you sat down and you made it up by yourself in your head. Why? Because I know you. I know how you do your things. This one will not pass. He has acquired enough knowledge about them. So he knows how to handle them. But in the, in, the, in the event of Elijah, he was glowing in the fact that I just slaughtered the, the prophet of Baal. He was just celebrating that he had no clue what the enemy was about to do. So when he was presented with that message, Elijah was shaking. He didn't know how to handle it because he didn't have that knowledge to handle the enemy. So he ran. Every knowledge, every thought, every idea, that you are entertaining, that seeks to set itself against the knowledge of God. Bring it down. That is how the enemy plays on the mind of people. For you to excel in life, 
go for knowledge. For us to be able to defeat our enemies, go for knowledge. For you to succeed, go for knowledge. Which knowledge are we talking about? The knowledge of him who created him. That is the only guarantee by which we can succeed. The knowledge of him. The world tries to to improve on the mind. So the world encourages us to go to school, to learn. Because through that, our minds will be what? Will be educated. So we can live an improved life. That is good. Education is good. But the battle of the mind has little to do with formal education. Hello? We do not use economics to handle the battle of the mind. Economics is used to solve what? Economic problems. But when it comes to the battle of the mind, our battle with the enemy, our battle with challenges in life, we seek the knowledge of him who created him because in him is all knowledge. Renew your mind in the knowledge of him. Paul tells us how to do that. When you read Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your what? Of your mind. So your mind has a spirit. So you renew that spirit of your mind. So the way to position yourself to receive that which is coming, to receive that blessing is by renewing your mind in the knowledge of him. That was the difference between Elijah and Nehemiah. That is why I began by saying that ignorance will separate you from the life of God. But knowledge will do what will connect you with the life of God and keep you there for you to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. The new man is renewed in knowledge. So by putting on the new man is by going for knowledge. It is the only means by which you can put on the new man. And it is the only means by which you can put off the old man. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18 tells us. It says, but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Somebody tell yourself, grow in grace. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. So the enemy comes to you and suggests to you, put a thought in your mind. That look at you. 
There are so many things wrong about you. That is why you are going through this thing. But the person who has renewed his mind in the knowledge of him who created him will look into the face of the enemy and say the enemy, no, God does not relate with me based on what I did or what I didn't do. He relates on me based on what Christ did. And what Christ did is enough for me to deserve a blessing from him. So nothing is wrong with me. Everything is right with me. It comes by renewing your mind in the knowledge of him who created He comes with an idea and plants it in your hand that look at your life, look at your family, just cast down and see what happened in your family. Have you seen that that auntie of yours did not marry? Have you seen that that brother of yours did not marry? That is the same thing that will happen to you. But you look at the enemy and you tell the enemy, no, as for me, I belong to a new family. And in that family, I see my father blessing me. Why? It is the renewal of your mind in the knowledge of him. If they did not marry, that does not mean that I will not marry. I will marry, marry, and marry again. Why? Because I know what I have. It comes by renewing your mind in the knowledge of him. So nothing takes you by surprise. Somebody keep renewing your mind. He comes with a suggestion that as for you, you are going to wait for a long time. You suggest back to him that listen to me, I know the God that I serve. It, even though it tallies, but it will surely come to pass. And he is going to do a quick work in my life. When your body starts experiencing some, some, some changes, you start feeling some things and you start feeling some bitterness in your mouth and the enemy is suggesting to you, tell yourself you are about to fall sick because these are the symptoms of sickness. Yes, you look at the enemy and you tell the enemy, I know he took my infirmities upon himself. He bore all my disease and sickness. Therefore, if he took them, I don't have them. It comes by renewing your mind in the knowledge of Christ. When a thought comes to you that it is time for you to cry, you look at the thought and you tell the thought, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to jubilate. Because my God is about to do something in my mind. My God is about to do something in my life. For the battle, it will come daily. It will come weekly. 
It will come monthly. It will come yearly. But it is up to you to renew your mind in the knowledge of him and stay there. Somebody says, stay there. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. It says that thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is what? He stayed on thee. Why? Because he trusts in thee. Renew your mind in his knowledge and stay there. He says that when you stay there, he will keep you in perfect peace. It reminds me, when our father used to beat us, he will cane you when you go wrong. And you will cry. But one day I told myself, this one I will not cry. And the man really gave out his best. I decided not to cry. It was painful. The thing was painful. But I told myself, I will not cry. The man was panting for breath. I told myself, I will not cry. He increased it. I told myself, I will not cry. At the end of the day, though it was hard, I didn't cry. I went out laughing, but it was paining me. It says what? Even though the thought will come, the challenges will come, but stay there. And he will grant you what? Perfect peace. It is difficult. It is hitting. But he says what? Stay there. He will give you perfect peace. Peace. People are running, you are staying. People are flying, you are staying. People are giving up, you are staying. How? He said, he will give you perfect peace. Why? Because you have renewed your mind. And you know, my God in the midst of my challenges will give me perfect peace. I will stay there. Stay there. Stay there. You see the evidence of failure. Don't give it a thought. Don't concentrate on them. You see evidence of all manner of things. Don't concentrate on them. Stay in the knowledge of him. Who has the ability to give you peace. In the midst of challenges. Stay there. Your days of exploit will come. Stay there. Your days of recognition will come. Stay there. Your days of blessings will come. Stay there. These hands of yours will start and end. Stay there. These hands of yours will start and end. These hands of yours will start and end. These hands of yours will build and complete it. These hands of yours will start your vision and complete it. Your dreams will come to pass. Stay there. Stay there. Psalm 112. Verse 1 down. Psalm 102. No, Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. By you fearing the Lord, you are blessed already. 
who delight greatly in his commandment. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generations of the upright will be blessed. Watch this. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Wealth and riches will be in your house. How? Because you have the knowledge of him. You know that this thing that I have, it will bring to me wealth and riches. Somebody listening to me. Wealth and riches will be found in your house. See, it is not going to be automatic. It comes because you have renewed your mind in the knowledge of him. You know that he became poor so that I can become rich. You know that he is the one who blesses me to be a blessing. When you stay there, wealth, riches will be in your house. And look at something. It says, his righteousness will endure forever. Your right standing with God is going to be permanent. In fact, it is permanent. You will not become righteous today and unrighteous tomorrow. No, it doesn't work like that. You are righteous and you are righteous. You have right standing with God constantly, every day, every night, every other day. It's a gift that has been given unto you. He is generous and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals generously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely, he will never be shaken. Somebody, you will never be shaken. You see, sometimes things that come our way want us to shake. This week has been a very tearing time for me. It wants me to shake, but I look at it and say that I will not shake. All angles say that you have to shake. From the left, from the right, from the center, everywhere says that it is time to shake. But you look at yourself with the knowledge that you have about him, you tell yourself, I will not shake. I will not shake. Even though it feels like shaking, but I will not shake. Mm. Somebody, you will not be shaking. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. You will be remembered. Oh, you didn't say amen. Your remembrance will be an everlasting one. You will be remembered. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. You will not be afraid of evil tidings. In other words, if the enemy tries to attack you in any angle, you know yourself that this thing cannot get me. So you will not be afraid. He can try everything. You tell yourself, me, I will not be afraid with what you are doing. Because I have renewed my mind. I know who I am. I know what Christ has done for me. You cannot frighten me. His heart is steadfast. Trusting in the Lord. You have a fixed heart. Constantly fixed. Why? Because you are renewing your mind. 
What is the process of maneuver? Then we'll be done with this. We'll continue next week. What then is the process of maneuver? Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It says, But we all with an unveiled face beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the, the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. It says we all with an unveiled face Beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We are beholding the mirror. All of you, you have mirrors in your house. I have a mirror. This mirror is for mercy. When you take the mirror, why do you use the mirror? It is because you want to look into it and see your face. And for the ladies, add some new uh, whatever to your faces and everything. You want to beautify your face before you leave the house. You want to look good. You want to be able to trim your hair well. You want to be able to do your eye, uh, what's the name, eye, whatever, and then before you leave the house. So you look into the mirror. The scripture tells us that all of us with an unveiled faces, we are looking into the mirror. But watch this. The mirror that we are looking into, when we look into the mirror, we see an image. And it says that as we look into the mirror, we are being transformed into the same image that we are beholding. So when I look into the mirror, I see the face of Jesus. As I see the face of Jesus and I keep beholding the mirror, I see my face changing. I see my eye changing. I see my ears changing. They are changing into the same image that is in the mirror. So in the event of anything, I keep beholding the mirror. Times are good, I'm still beholding the mirror. Times are good, times are bad, I'm still beholding the mirror. And as I keep doing it, and as I keep doing it, what is happening to me? I am being transformed into the image, the same image that is in the mirror. The process of renewal of our mind is by beholding the mirror. By constantly beholding the mirror. By persistently beholding the mirror. 
by consciously beholding the mirror, by deliberately beholding the mirror, by telling yourself, I will behold the mirror at all times. When we keep doing it, you see yourself being transformed into the image, the same image in the mirror. You see yourself thinking like Christ will think. You see yourself reacting towards issues like Christ will do. You see yourself talking like Christ would have you see yourself walking the way Christ walks. You see yourself doing things like the way he did. What are you doing? You are renewing your mind by beholding in the mirror. Hello. The pilots. is not intimidated by the reactions of the passengers. The passengers will see that cloud. Hey, what is happening? The pilot is not intimidated by that. The passengers will, will experience some rockiness up there and they'll be, saying, they'll be going, hey, the pilot is not intimidated. Why? Because the pilot has an instrument that he is looking into. His information and everything is from that instrument. So the passengers are crying and shouting. When the pilot look into it, he says, this one is normal. When he looks into it, oh, this one I have gone through before. When he looks into it, oh, this one in the next few minutes will be out of it. But the passengers will be shouting, hey, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. And then, hey, bayo. You will not see the pilot following them. Hey, me too, you will. The pilot will be looking into that instrument. And he will be getting feed. He will be getting information. Hold on. Go this way. Go that way. And he will do that. What is he doing? He is looking into an instrument. His information is from that instrument. His direction is from that instrument. And at the end of the day, he takes them safely to their destination. We have an instrument. When things are hard, look into the instrument. What is the instrument saying about you? When people are giving you false ideas, look into the instrument. When people are running helter skelter, look into your instrument. Your instrument will say that I am the Lord. I will lead you. Fear not. Even if I have to part the sea, I will do it. Fear not. It comes by looking into the instruments. Hello. By beholding in the mirror. By beholding in the mirror. That is the way by which believers are supposed to position for that blessing, for that breakthrough, for that miracle. When you look into the mirror, the mirror will tell you, I am the Lord. The sons of Jacob shall not be consumed. It feels like you are going to be consumed, but the mirror tells you that I am the Lord. You shall not be consumed. 
consumed. When Peter met the people at the beautiful gate, that man, he said, give me man, give me this. Peter said, what you are asking for, I don't have. But what I have is able to bring you from the ground. What I have is able to make you strong. What I have is able to heal you so that you can go back to your work and work and make the money you are asking from me. It is the knowledge of him that I give to you. This morning, what I have is the knowledge of him that has the ability to take you from this level into another level. That has the potency to bring you out of the Maui clay and place you on top of the hill, on top of the rock, on top of the mountain. What I have is the knowledge of him is able to make you wealthy. That is able to make you wealthy. That is able to wipe your tears away. That is able to tell you that hold on, hope is coming. That is able to tell you I have dealt with this. Hold on. It is the knowledge of him. This morning, my number one desire for you, Paul said, one thing I do is that I may know him, not only that, and the power of his resurrection. Why is it that amongst all the disciples, in fact, Paul was not even a disciple. Paul rose from a low level to a higher level. What made the difference? He went after the knowledge of him. He even has to sit the disciples and teach them because he went for knowledge. This morning, go for knowledge. It is high time we go for knowledge. The knowledge of is able to transform your life. This morning, my desire for you that you look into the knowledge, you look into the mirror, you look into the instrument so that it will influence your action and your emotion. Feed your mind with knowledge. Somebody place your hand on your heart. Place your hand on your heart. There are so many things going on. Wrong beliefs going on in the Christian life. That has put people in bondage. It is simply because of lack of knowledge. The Christians are told to do all manner of things and you see people doing all kinds of things. But as for you, this knowledge, you will not follow the crowd. The Christians are told to, to do all kinds of things, bring all manner of things, and this will happen, and do this, and, and that, and you see people following. 
manners you because you are going for the knowledge of him. That will influence our lives. People say all manner of things about Christians on radio, in the papers, and all of that. But as for you, manners you because you are going for knowledge. It is the only thing that can position you to receive that which is coming. It is the only thing that can influence this mind of yours so that you will place yourself at an advantage place to receive the blessings from your father. It is the knowledge of him. Pray God, let this passion to seek for knowledge overshadow me. Let this desire, oh God, to seek for knowledge of you, about you, on you, everything about you. So that I can excel. Let this knowledge be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. I want to see us expanding in every area of our lives. I want to see us making it big in every area of our lives. It comes not only through education, but also knowledge of him. May that be your desire. See, nobody will take you for granted. You will not be tossed here and there with every form of doctrine. When it comes, you tell them, I know who I am. You won't go somewhere and they will tell you, uh, go and bring a, a, a mosquito and go and bring that and that. And you too, you are following and you are going to bring those things. You will not do that. When it comes, you tell them, I know how to go about it because I have knowledge of him in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, one desire we desire for is the passion to seek knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody appreciate God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. We bless you for today. We thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is time.